Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man. Just having a long weekend. It's it's almost it's like hard to get back to work. I can imagine everybody listening to this pod's feeling that same energy if they're listening on Tuesday. I hope everybody had a great long weekend. And of course, you know, take your time to remember why we even have Memorial Day. It's not just to drink beers and party down on the yeah. lake, even though you know that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. You know? <laughs> It was funny you say that, you know, as you know, my brother, uh, cousin Joe, he, well, brother Joe, I don't know what you call him. <laughs> I call him my brother. The flying Hawaiian. The flying Hawaiian. Yeah. He's got a lot of nicknames. Some of them we probably can't use on air, but <laughs> crazy bastard. That's one of them. And you know, my brother is, is, uh, younger, but you know, a true inspiration to me. Um, I mean, you know, it's just like. You know, you hear stories, and, and obviously, uh, you know we're not we're not we're not that kind of podcast. But you know, I, I think it's important if you know somebody that was in military or that was involved. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important that you really, you know, just listen to them. You know, they don't have to necessarily talk about their service or anything like that, but just kind of keep them in the loop. And especially around these holidays, if you got a buddy that that maybe was in the military, you haven't talked to him in a while, give him a buzz this week. Just see how he's doing. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to plug Mike if if you know if we can. My brother's also got a podcast for those that are suffering from PTSD. It's called Normalized PTSD. Um, so if you are military or or law enforcement or Hell, nurses, doctors, I mean, all of them uh, got some version of PTSD. You may want to check that podcast out. Fantastic stuff on there. And again, like you said, you, you started with the show. Don't don't forget what this weekend was about. And uh, I love you, brother. And I, and I love all the military out there, you know, doing shit that I definitely couldn't have done. So uh, thank you mm-hmm. again. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Shane. And uh, I think that's an important note to start on because I'll be quite honest, we don't have a lot to talk about on this episode. Yeah. We didn't want to go another day without having a, a show. And, of course, we got the spring meetings mm-hmm. that have officially started, as people are listening to this, started on Tuesday. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. We got two great fan questions on quarterbacks in the SEC and a, and a wrestling question. It's going to be that type of show, Shane. But let's start with the uh, the SEC spring meetings down in Destin kicking off, as I said here. And, and this is something, Shane, that uh, we shared a week ago that the league, it looked like they were going to stay at the eight-game conference schedule. And I don't know if you noticed, Shane, but about everybody and their mother has reported that since since our podcast came out i mean that's been what everybody is kind of reiterating that it looks like the sec is going to stay at this eight game conference schedule now that's what they're down there to decide chase so this is not finalized they'll vote on it and Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that uh, i want to even i was a little confused about texas and oklahoma they are down there they are at these meetings and they're taking part essentially shane but they do not have a vote 
because they're technically still in the Big 12 and they don't actually officially join the SEC. I believe the date is July 1, 2024. So they're not going to have a vote in any of this. So I, yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. So it's it's uh, they need I I think the way it works they need a majority. So they'll need a majority of 14. So obviously eight. And the way the SEC works these votings, it doesn't matter if it's eight to six or or nine to five or whatever. They announce it as fourteen four zero against because they want to convey the unity and they want to. They just don't want to get to a place where we're voting on things and and it's close and it's contentious and the losing side comes out here and bickers for weeks and months about why they lost the vote and all this. So. Just keep that in the back of your mind. When, mm-hmm. when the when the vote is final, it's and they may not even vote. They don't even have to vote, Shane. That's another quirky thing here. But they're kind of running short on time because, uh, again, something we have harped upon. I don't know why they announced the schedules during the season, but that's yeah. obviously coming pretty quickly. And not only that, but these schools, every SEC school, and, and we're including Texas and Oklahoma in this, they have to figure out their non-conference schedule too. Is it, is it going to be four yeah. games? Is it going to be three games? And I believe all that's mostly been finalized in the SEC, but mm-hmm. they need to figure out, all right, if we're going to nine games, that means one of these games has got to go away. So there's a yeah. lot of wheels in motion. They cannot sit on their hands for very long on, do you uh, think that's, on this. Do you think that's part of it? I mean, you know, because you got to remember – these guys schedule games ten years out sometimes, and you know you're gonna you got a lot of games on the hook. And if you go to a a, a nine game schedule, right, like you said, you're gonna have to get rid of some of these, right. and that costs money. <laughs> so I'm just curious, in your opinion, is was that you think a big factor or part of the factor here? I certainly think it's part of the factor, but the biggest factor, Shane, is is obviously the eight or nine because the SEC's got to make these schedules. Yeah. And they can't even begin to make them until they know how many dang conference games we're going to be playing, right? So yeah. uh, that is the biggest kink in the whole thing. And, and again, they're trying to get more money out of ESPN. That's something we shared a week ago, and, and that remains the case. And it does, mm-hmm. based on everything I'm hearing, it doesn't sound like ESPN's going to budge. So I think, Shane, and again, things could change. They get down there, they talk, they have these discussions. Maybe they, maybe they find a corner, maybe they – They've ironed some of this out, but it's starting to sound like, Shane, this is uh, coming from Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, who he does a great job covering the league. He is suggesting that they'll probably stay at the eight, just like we said, but only for one year kind of make that the plan. And yeah. the reason being, in my opinion, Shane, is they because they want to go to nine, but it's these same issues we're talking about. They need to get more money from ESPN, and they right. need to figure out well, what do we do with South Carolina, Clemson, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, on and on, Kentucky, Louisville? What do we do with these games? Do we have to play uh, another Power Five? Is that mandatory in the non-conference? Again, if if they kind of punt this decision for a year, I think that gives them the ability to to get that extra money from ESPN. And, and if they do it, Shane, I mean, again, we're – not necessarily in favor of an eight-game model, but if no. they just do it for one year, that could be smart, Shane, because this is me speculating, but I I think it's a safe speculation that, uh, you know, they'll just have the one permanent 
like we've discussed. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll structure the schedules to where Tennessee and Alabama will play. Georgia yeah. and Auburn will play. Because, again, if they're just doing this for one year, they'll say, well, <laughs> all right, this will this will be the one year, wink, wink, that they catch those teams to, to keep these right. rivalries going before they get to a nine-game model with the three annual six-plus. That's just speculation on my part, but – but also, you know, doing a vote for a, for a one year cycle is kind of interesting, don't you think? Yeah, and, and I think we with Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, that we're creating basically we're creating their schedule, but they don't have a vote for it. So mm-hmm. going another year gives them an opportunity to kind of drag their feet and and have a, a a true group decision here. So I think that's what it is. It's it's a little bit more of damage control. Uh, let's get through this kind of like the COVID year. Let's just get through this one, this one season. We'll work out the kinks. Let's, let's figure out where college football playoffs are going to be. You know, there's, there's other factors that you're going to have to put in there and, uh, and then we'll come to a decision and let's see how it rolls. I mean, you go to eight and you, and you, you got the one opponent, fine, whatever. Let's see what that looks like. They, at least they can try it before they buy it. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's, that's, that's kind of my opinion here. This is more of a, just a stop hold before we, we figure out exactly how this SEC is going to look because it's changing. I mean, it's changing. We got two teams coming in. I mean, you can't make a decision for two teams that, that are going to be in your conference for maybe forever, you know? So I, I mm-hmm. think this is a, I think this is a smart move, but I'm, I was always curious, man, because you hear about the coaching meetings and stuff like that. And of course, you know, I follow like Blaine Cliffin and I see him sending pictures <laughs> of the beach and, and it looks like they're having a good old time down there. Yep. But what, what exactly is the, the, I guess the itinerary, like, do they go down for three or four days and, and, you know, they have these meetings and then at the end they have a vote. And, and is there some sort of media there where they can come out and, and kind of mediate what just happened and, and, and along those lines? Or, or are we just taking like, because that's the problem. I think sometimes it's, it, it feels like we don't have a streamline. Like we don't know. We're all speculating here. And then sometimes the story gets blown up. It's right. happened many times out of these meetings. So I'm just curious, how exactly does, does these work? Because I have no idea. Yeah, it's a little bit more, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like less media friendly is my understanding. Mm-hmm. They don't want a ton of people down there. They All the meetings are behind closed doors, no media allowed. Now, you'll, you'll get quotes and we'll get clips. You'll see videos filtering on Twitter of, of guys giving interviews, but it's my understanding they're basically just reporters in the lobby or in the hallway. They're catching... You know, Nick Saban, Greg Sankey, what have you, walking through, and they are not obligated at all to meet with these guys. They could just blow right past them. But the yeah. thing is, Shane, when – and like Greg Sankey, we got, we've already got comments from him. Let's say Greg Sankey, he wants a nine-game model. Well, he's happy to, to get that message out there to the media. Yeah, Maybe a Mark Stoops, maybe he doesn't want it. And – Maybe he goes out here and, and tells them, this is why eight works. This is why nine doesn't work for us. Maybe yeah. he does that, but he's not obligated to say anything. And and it generally seems like the, the people that uh, don't want change, they don't give any quotes or any comments. And, again, they're not obligated to. So there's yeah. no media like a gag order or something, you know? 
Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's so secret, but it it, it it defines our conference in two years. You know, it's like we should it should be a little bit more transparent. Now, I understand if it's a closed door meeting, you know, between mm-hmm. sixteen, you know, presidents and and athletic directors and coaches and stuff like that. I get that, but right. as soon as they come out, there should be somebody saying, "Okay, this is." This is where we're at right now. This is what we're discussing. These are the topics we're going to be going over. It seems like there should be a little bit more transparency here because it's definitely going to impact every one of us at some point. Well, credit uh, Paul Feinbaum and company, Shane, because I think it's one of the genius ideas they have. They take the show down the road, you know, and it's, it's on the beach, yeah. and they get guys coming in there talking about what is yeah. going behind the scenes. So uh, I'm sure they're going to be doing that again this week. So that's kind of the best way to keep it keep up with it and like i said twitter i mean people would just be uh you know tweeting out like i said let's let's get to this greg sankey real quick so this is on monday feels like sunday but it's monday night here again the, the meetings start on tuesday but uh he was asked about the nine game schedule he says a, a league at the forefront of college athletics does not stand still the this is a league at the forefront of college athletics so I mean, it's, it's clear as day what he's saying. He's like, staying at eight is not in the in the SEC's benefit is how I read that. And then we had another one here from Brett McMurphy, Greg Sankey. The opportunity to play secondary rivalries every year instead of every other year, those are huge games. The passion with this league and, and all that draws, the decision will not be made by money. Even though I don't, I don't know if I believe that or not. Uh, <laughs> the league, Wink. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so, okay, same thing. So it, it, the league is at the forefront of college athletics. Do not stand still. But uh, also something to think think about, Shane. And I wanted to mention this while while we're on the topic. You cannot forget not this season, unfortunately, but the the twenty twenty four when the schedule will be implemented is the first year of the expanded playoff. So. Yeah. Imagine a world where, you know, we think the SEC is going to dominate that 12-team playoff, right? And yeah, they right. probably will. But what happens if they go to a nine-game SEC and, and they knock each other off and then they only get two of the 12 or three of the 12 yeah. into the play? I mean, that is realistic, too. What if they stay at eight and they get – I think the max you can get in is six, six or seven. Yeah. What if what if they stay at eight? And they get six or seven. They may say, "Well, what the hell? Why? Let's not change anything. We got yeah. half the damn playoff field from the SEC." Right. So it may be smart for one year to stick at eight to see how all this plays with the twelve game twelve team playoff. That that is something to at least consider. I think. Yeah, but you and I both know. I I think this is going to at some point move to nine. Hell, don't even take 10 off the board. You know, it may get to that point because right. it's all about money. It's all about entertainment. And and you're right. Uh, it is, it's scary if you're talking about potential teams not making a college football playoff. But, you know, just like one of my big orange walks, nice plug, Shane, uh, I brought up the, the SEC championship, you know, the first one at Florida Gators you know, would have won that game and knocked Alabama out. We we probably – we could have scrapped the SEC championship. But then it right. became the model and other conferences started doing it. So, I think going to nine is just going to help. I, I think you're going to see other conferences do this. They they typically copy us. So, it's a copycat mm-hmm. 
you know, kind of football game. So um, right. I, I, I see that happening. I don't know. But like you said, I don't think it's so much a trial. I think it's more or less just buying time till we can have all 16 in here and make some decisions as a group. Right. And I mean, we'll be here all week to cover all the news, all the events, yeah. all the all the words. Remember last year. Why I mean, are we spring- not down there? I mean, we we went to Atlanta, but we can't go to Florida. Jeez, Mike, think I don't like the sun or something? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we ought to be dead. Well, there's think still I time can pass to hit all the fine bomb. You know, we both got similar hairstyle. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep everybody posted on on everything that's going on down there because the last year, Shane, it was. But the biggest thing coming out of there was the seating chart. Remember that? Because everybody wanted yeah. to see where, how close Nick Saban and Jimbo were sitting next to each other after their <laughs> explosion there. I mean, that it was kind of a dud last year. But, yeah, you're yeah. right. Maybe maybe we should have made the trick this year. Yeah, absolutely. I could have snuck in. They never saw me, you know. Big <laughs> Orange walks on the beach down there. You know what? That's right. Oh, fancy seeing you guys here. <laughs> But, all right, buddy, we do got two great fan questions here from the hotline. Let me throw that number at you real quick, 615-965-5152. That's in the show notes. That's where the these uh, SEC hotline questions are coming from. You want to be featured on the show, give us a call. Once again, 615-965-5152. And this cousin... Florida man, I'm calling him. He didn't leave us his name. He's here. Oh, he's here. <laughs> he didn't leave us his name, Shane, but he wants to know about SEC quarterbacks. Let's kick it over to Cousin Florida man. Hey, Cousin Shane. This is a loyal, loyal Florida fan. My question kind of concerns the whole SEC, though. Which quarterback that's not a returning starter do you think would surprise you the most since there is so few returning starters in the sec this season make sure you crack a cold one for me appreciate it all right shay so an interesting question really appreciated this one which quarterback that's not a starting or not a returning starter will surprise us the most this season and you know there's a lot of different ways to go with this shane because he didn't quite say you know transfers are they counting i kind of assuming that they don't count because right. you know guys like devin leary you just i mean they're bringing them in there to start yeah. uh you know buckner at, at alabama i think you could make the same case but so i'm kind of dismissing the transfers do you, th- you think that's fair just for this question well i can hear tw- twitter's already fired up on you mike i, I don't know because <laughs> you, you you don't mention leary then Kentucky's coming at you. You're going to say, how the hell do you not have him on the list? So, um, I'm, I'm okay with the portals because I, I think it should be more of a, you know, because I think the question's interesting because it's not like who is going to have the best season out of these guys. It's like, who's going to surprise you? Who's going to come out of nowhere that you weren't expecting? You know, who's the next Hendon Hooker? Who's the who's who's the next guy that just comes off the bench and and, and all of a sudden he's you know God's gift to football? So I think that's the, the that's kind of how I was looking at this question. Not necessarily who's the best because right. I mean you can make a case 
with Beck, you can make the case with 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 Leary that you know their situation is better and and easier for them to be you know excel. But there's a couple other names that you know may pop up and and be something. Right, right. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I just, to me personally, Shane, I limited it to guys that are were on their team last year. That's yeah, that's fine. Can you give the? I I feel like that's what he's asking. I I do. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, and, and to go with that list, can you give the the listeners that list so they know who exactly we're addressing here? So that way we can remove some names out of the back of their minds. Uh, what do you mean? Like which which transfers am I not counting, or, or what? No, no, no. Just uh, which which quarterbacks are you got on your list here? Oh, well, I'm about to reveal that, Shane, because you could go. Oh, many... You got them all. You're gonna no. go through them all. No, oh. no. But I these are okay. these are a handful of ones that I think. I have to mention with a question like this. So no transfers. Okay, right. so th- Thorn's out, right? Right. So no transfers. You, you can't. You almost can't mention Alabama unless you're thinking like Simpson. Oh, takes I oh, bet I can. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm just trying to figure out how this list is going to play out because, you know, I, I think, why can't we do tra- – why don't we do a transfer list – and then mm-hmm. do, you know, a kid that's on the roster list. Does that make sense? Because I don't yeah. think we should exclude them. Well, I just think every transfer coming in, you assume they're going to play and you assume they're going to put up numbers. So that yeah. how's that a surprise? I mean, if Devin Leary has a great year, I'm not surprised. I'm, I expect it. Yeah. Because well, he's, I mean, he's going to be taking the snaps. Look at Stetson Bennett. I mean, he was supposed to lose a job. To, I mean, that – I'm just saying, I'm just devil's advocate here. Just because right. you're on that roster doesn't mean. I mean, you've got a clearly you've got an Alabama on there, so you don't think our boy from uh, Notre Dame's going to get a starting spot. So, um, okay, yeah, it's you know what, Mike, I didn't prepare for this. I'm going off you. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> you know, if you want to do this, that's fine. But All I, right, I, I think, can just hear Twitter right now. <laughs> I think there's two names that will jump out to everybody, but again, he's asking. Which quarterback that's not a returning starter will surprise us? Mm-hmm. I do not think Carson Beck will surprise us because we hell I think we've been talking him up since Stetson left. So I I think Carson's going to be the starter. Yeah. I mean I think it's all but cemented he will be, and I think he's going to put up a really big season. The only surprise would be if he's a complete bust. So I'm not Mitch, I'm not saying he's the uh, the answer. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean that that's it. The biggest surprise is him not being the starter, you know, five or right. six weeks into this thing. Right. And I'm not going Joe Milton either because hell, the, I mean some people, not me, some people, my god, he's a first rounder already. He's going to do this, he's going to do that. Did you see him throw 85 <laughs> yards the other day. <laughs> I mean, and there are about half the people that say that, Shane, then the other half say this guy's a joke. He's he's yeah. He'll lose the starting job by a month, you know, uh, Nico, hype, all this. So, I mean, literally there's not going to be a surprise, in my opinion, with Joe Milton. It's either, you know, he he kills it, knocks it out of the park, he's the next Josh Heupel great quarterback, or he loses mm-hmm. his job to the stud freshman anywhere in between. Honestly, not surprised. So he's not my answer either. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. And then – now, these are the three I really came down to, Shane. These are the wild cards here. And this is no disrespect, Shane, because we're, 
We can't disrespect anybody. My God, we got to hear about it for a damn month. <laughs> Jane Daniels is a hell of a quarterback. So, yeah, I'm not. This is not a slight to him. But what happens, yeah. Shane? If God forbid he gets hurt, we never project injuries. So, but he does run a lot. He's kind of slight. Maybe that happens, or maybe he just loses out the job, Shane, to Garrett Nussmeyer. You know, he's not going to lose the job. But what if they struggle against Florida State, struggle against Arkansas? Maybe they do pull the trigger and put in Garrett Nussmeyer. I think Garrett Nussmeyer has got to be on this list because he, um, if he puts up huge numbers, I'll be pretty surprised because, again, we got such a high opinion of Jaden Dales. But I think that says more about Garrett Nussmeyer and his ceiling and his arm mm-hmm. talent potentially unlocking something that Jaden Dales – possibly could not in this offense. So do you see where I'm going with that? Garrett Nussmeyer belongs on this list in my mind. Yeah. Um I would say definitely on the list, but again, you're you're I mean, Mike, you're basing it off a of possible injury. Right, right. You're well that's that's that, why he's know. not the at the top for me. Yeah. I mean you could throw Nico on there if you're gonna do that. And then <laughs> so I I mean I, I I don't know, man. That that's a tough one. Because, I mean, he's got a lot of hype. I mean, there's a lot of buzz. I, I've seen him floating around on, online and stuff like that. So, clearly, I think I think LSU knows exactly what they have. They got a QB1 and a QB1B. You know, it's like right. they, they know either one of these guys can start. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I mean, because when you got somebody like that, you're going to give them opportunities. That's, that's the crazy part is there's going to be plenty of times LSU's going to pull – Jaden, maybe a little sooner than usual because they've got some talent on there. They're trying to keep on the roster because you definitely don't want to lose him. Right. Now, this one, Shane, I think you're going to like it because, hell, you're driving the the hype train here. Number two quarterback in the SEC returning that could surprise us, and that is the, the redshirt freshman Sam Horn from Missouri. Yeah. Again, this is not saying Brady Cook's a bad player or anything, but – if Sam Horn is as good as he was built in high school, now in year two in college, if everything clicks in this Kirby Moore offense, he's got pieces around him, Shane. Uh, I think Sam Horn, again, this is a guy that Josh Heupel wanted. This is a guy many college programs wanted Sam Horn. He was a touted, touted prospect. He could be a guy that's returning that we're not talking near enough about that if he unlocks his potential – Cousin Shane's gonna look like a damn genius because Missouri's probably gonna win eight, nine, ten games if if he's you know a, a legit QB one in the SEC. Yeah, I always wondered if Lovett would have stayed if if they would have tried something different back there. I, you know, I don't know if the the I don't know the scenario. I don't know exactly what, what happened there. He may have been poached. He may have been paid. Whatever. But I'm just I I don't know. It just felt like. They, I don't know. They were on the verge of doing some pretty cool stuff up there. I mean, two two bangers on the outside, and you just needed some production at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, I felt like we got it with Cook later in the season, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of why I'm so high on them. I think they got a, you know, I'm not talking about Mizzou, just the entire team, but it's, it's they got little pieces pieces that can keep. I mean, they could just some fireworks, man. They could really do some special things up there. They just need pro. They just need. They just need production, and yeah. and I hope that leash is shorter on Cook. Now, I obviously I, I 
I think he's going to be able to step in there. And, you know, I've heard things that that he's he's better improved, that he's going to be a good quarterback. But, but man, I, I think that that lease should be shorter. And if Sam's healthy, I think he should definitely get an opportunity if, if, if they drop a game. Like at Kansas, that Kansas game, the Kansas State game, yeah. I think that's that's my gauge right there. If we struggle against them, especially on offense – I'm pulling it, man, because you got a little time before SEC action to get, you know, get Sam acclimated. Yep. All right, the number one quarterback on my board, Shane, that could surprise us all, that's returning, that was not a starter, that in my mind is already being written off and we're moving on from him. He's got no shot, and maybe he doesn't. But I can see the stars aligning, Shane, for Jalen Milrow at Alabama. We were impressed with him. Coming out of the spring game, uh, they clearly they brought in the kid Buckner from Notre Dame, so basically saying maybe he's not good enough. But who knows? Maybe that lights a fire under him. We we did see him last year. He looked shaky at best. But players get better, Shane. Players yep. get more confident. And Alabama's got all the pieces. This is more me, Shane, looking at the overall roster and saying, hey, if they nail this quarterback, obviously Alabama's going to be a hell of a team. And – I think you could do a hell of a lot worse than Jalen Milrow, a mobile option. He's got a big arm. You know, again, if stars align, if the system clicks with him, I think Jalen Milrow could be the guy that surprises the most of returning SEC quarterbacks that were not starters last year. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, man, because I, I think everybody has is, is kind of marked him off their list. And I think it's – I mean, he's, he's a freak athlete. He's, he's de- I mean, he is scary fast. He's he's yep. got a hell of an arm on him. He just hasn't been able to put the pieces together. And I think sometimes kind of like uh, – I guess you could kind of – I mean, you talked about uh, Bazooka Joe earlier. I mean, that's kind of what happened there. He got real rattled confidence, and he just never could get, you know, what mm-hmm. they call it, the ips if, if you're a kicker, you know. that It right. feels like that's kind of what happened here. He, he you know, he, he did pretty good, decent against Arkansas. You know, he – he did find a way to win the Texas A&M game. You know, was it pretty? No. But I think, you know, a couple of good games, a good cleanup games under his belt and a little chemistry with the quarterback or the wide receivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you may have something here because one thing you can't teach is speed. And that kid's got it. And, and that's what makes him so scary back there is worst case scenario, he could tuck it and get 20, 30 yards out of it. Right. And I don't know if you know this, Shane, but he's from Texas. Mm-hmm. The governor of Texas down there, I believe his name is Greg Abbott. He's already went out on record saying something like, well, we know who Alabama's got at quarterback. I like our odds, you know, sliding the former, well, the the, yeah. the Texas native that, I mean, if that's not going to motivate you to whoop the Longhorns ass, I don't know what will if you're Jalen Milrow, you know what? And and I think he'll have a shot early, you know, and if he could go down there, or actually they're coming here, if, they, if he could yeah. beat Texas, dude. Write your check, man. You ain't losing that job. Yep. All right, how about uh, this? <laughs> wanted to save this one for the edge, Shane, because this was, this was right up Cousin Shane's alley. Can I can I throw can uh, I okay. throw one more in there? One since I mean since we're talking possible injuries, uh-huh. freaking miracles. Mm-hmm. Max Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, had a hell of a spring. I I mean, I don't know if that was a. Uh, to, to fire up Connor or or, yeah. or or what, but 
Here's a here's a guy that's got another opportunity with a new coordinator. I mean, quarterback mm-hmm. whisper, say what you want. You know, yep. you may not like him off the field, but I I like what he does on the field. Uh, this this may be an opportunity for Max to take back a starting role in the SEC. So if I'm going to put just another one on the list of a of a quarterback based off your I mean, you got a lot of rules in this in this lineup, but somebody that's on that roster last year and will be on this roster this year and has an opportunity not only to win the starting job but make some freaking noise and an ultimate surprise. Give me Max Johnson here. Yeah, he's won some big games in the SEC, Shane. He's certainly yeah. not a bad player. Won him the Arkansas game last year without Max Johnson. They don't win that one. Um, mm-hmm. And, hell, Shane, I mean – in this era where everybody and their mother just transfers at the drop of a hat, he's sticking it out yep. at A&M. You know what I mean? So you might be dead on. Look at you contributing to the show. How about that? <laughs> ah, big bad Brad just sent me a text. <laughs> All right, last question, Shay. Save this one just for you. Cousin Tyler down in Alabama. We're only playing his question because he said he's a Tennessee fan, even though he's living down there in Alabama. Let's kick it over to Cousin Tyler. Hey, Mike and Cousin Shane. Tyler from down in Bama, although I am a Tennessee fan. I got a show topic for y'all. I mean, it is goofy, but it's the offseason, right? All SEC coaches as a tag team partner. Like, who do you want to be in the ring as a tag team partner with? I don't know. I Big Orange Watts are helping us get through, but we're we're struggling out here. Love the show, guys. Thanks for all you do. All right, Shane. Well, what <laughs> what a question here. Tag team partners. And again, uh-huh. I didn't I didn't quite I kind of went two ways with this one. So let me let me uh ask you if this is fair. I don't want to cheat here or anything, but I think what cousin Tyler is asking us is like which coach would we want if we were in the ring in a tag team. So this is me versus cousin Shane. We're about to Brawl to the death here. Shane gets a coach. I get a coach to be tag team partners to win the championship yeah. of the world. So I, I got uh-huh. a selection for that. But I also got – I also went ahead and picked two coaches to just be their own duo that I think would be the unstoppable duo of SEC coaches. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, let's 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 run through these helmets here, Mike. Let's let's start over there, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Yep. Um Definitely considered him just because he seems like one of those guys who's got a razor blade in his trunks. You know what I'm saying? Gets you a chair when the ref ain't looking. That that, that wins you games, man. That wins you matches. So uh, I definitely considered him. But I think this is going to come down to muscle and uh, a little intuition. So I, I'm going to remove Lane from my partnership here. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was close. Arnett, uh, what about you? What? How are you feeling on Lane? I mean, I doubt that uh, he's ever gotten up from getting hit in his life. I'm aware he he did have a black eye once, Shane, from a table. That is yeah. a story I've been told. So he's lost a battle with the table before. Uh, Lane Kiffin not on my team. No, no chance. Well, also, I'm worried. I mean, when the shit gets real, you know, he didn't want to go outside. I think Monty was hiding behind a desk here in Knoxville. And, you know, I, I don't want none of that. I, when it gets tough, I don't want you fleeting and getting out of there. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm out on lane. What about Arnett? Big boy. I mean, We're this guy through all 14 He's, here. Hell yeah, man. What else you want to talk about, Mike? Let's do this. Uh, what about Arnett? What, did you take him? 
Uh, he's pretty high on my list, Shane. Younger, I think he's the youngest coach in the SEC. Yeah. He's got that energy. You, I think you almost you almost got to have a defensive guy on your your squad here because they're they're always tougher. Yeah, and a little crazy too. So I, I got him definitely top five. That's uh, we can rule Saban out. Nothing against him. I think he's a legend, you know. Yep, but he is yep. not. He ain't wrestling no more. Uh, I think you can lose uh, Brian. He's gone, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. he's, we don't want them Northerners, you know. We want some good <laughs> Southern fighters here. Uh, Kirby's – now, this is one. This is mm. one I may consider. Yep. Kirby, that crazy bastard. He he's is, got a big I vertical. Mean, he's faster than you think. <laughs> he can jump. I mean, he's a freak athlete. He was a Division One, and it wasn't that long ago, Mike. I think he's still got a little pep in his step. Yep. And he's got that – he's just got – he's crazy, man. I mean, you've ever – you've listened to him talk – Man, you think about think about the the pregame, you know, when they get them there and they 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 bring the thing over and you're you're do, you're talking about, man, I hope he steps into the ring, you know. I can just hear Kirby just shit talking and getting the fire, get the fans like, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I may have Kirby higher on this list. Um, Some of the and, best and right leaked now, audio in the SEC comes from right Kirby now, Smart. You know what? We're this far in, Mike. Right now, that's my partner. So, okay, um, I love Hopple. I love Hopple, but. We're, we're wrestling. We ain't eating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we got to take him out. Now, here's one. Here's one. Billy Napier? Here's a dude that is young, younger, youngish, mm-hmm. athletic. Mm-hmm. Got a little spark to him. I've seen him on the sidelines pissed off. Yep. You know, that's a that's one I would have in the top five. Not necessarily my partner, but I, could, I, I bet he's a good fighter, man. And he's got the haircut of a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, it's almost like he does UFC on the side or something. Oh, yeah. You talk about haircut. How about Coach Lee over there? No, he's letting it grow out, ain't he? Oh, <laughs> he better not do that. Baldly, I'd have you on my ring. But you're growing your hair out, then that takes well, a little that, bit away. I'm glad I'm glad you, you went there, Shane, because you're taking Kirby. I'm taking Clark Lee. He was a Is fullback okay. in the SEC, started as a walk. You got to be a crazy animal, Shane, to be a walk-on fullback who earns a scholarship in the SEC. You can take anybody on the board. I'll I'll whip you with old Clark Lee. I mean, he's a nice guy, <laughs> one of the nicest guys in the SEC, so I don't know if he's ever been in a fight in his life. But if we got to go mano-mano, give me, give me the former <laughs> fullback, and I'll be feeling good. You know what? I, I I think we've talked about him. We did some version of this before, and he was on my list up there. Maybe we did like a Royal Rumble. Yeah. But remember, we had Cocho in there and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you here. This is a this is an athlete, um, and, and that's what most of these coaches were. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Mark, on the other hand, you know, good drinking buddy. We'd have some fun. I think we'd have fun cutting the videos, you know, talking about the next promo. But as far as fighting, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to leave Mark Aaron Lexington. What yeah, about I, you? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And but I take him over Eli Shane because I feel like Eli, and we like him. But yeah, he he's that guy on your team, Shane, that would would get you beat up because he's running his mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean? Get like me in trouble. He he's he he'd probably be the number one if we're doing just one liners. Him and Kiffin maybe great at one liners, but also great at getting you whooped for something they said. 
like with them crazy girlfriends, you know, be like, oh, my man can whoop your ass, you know? And they're like, whoa, 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 you just drug me into a fight. What's that all about? So, <laughs> exactly. We all had one. Uh, now, Beamer, now this is one. I've, I've seen some videos. Again, good athlete, I think. Yeah. Um, I just, I, he got it, man. He got, don't get me wrong. I, I think he could probably outrun just about every coach in here if we're doing like a marathon or something like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as fighting, he just doesn't have that, that, you know, that fire in his eyes like Kirby does, you know. Well, he's been on record, Shane. He says he, I think he said he could whoop everybody in the SEC's ass or so, or something like that, didn't he say? Or, mm. or yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to misquote him, but it was it was something to that degree. Or if there was a couple coaches he wanted to fight, he's confident he'd come out on top. I remember, <laughs> I remember something like that, don't you? That's right. Yeah, and I'm running a 5K in the morning, Mike. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go on next. Sam Pittman. Now this is one that I think 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Easily got him in my corner. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He has it, but unfortunately, Sam, I love you to death. It, we're we're on the next chapter. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I've got a, I've got a, I got a, I can't fly with Sam here. I feel like he'd be your. Um, what was that guy's name in Rocky? Was it Mickey, the trainer? Like I, th- I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like he would be the number one Mickey in the SEC. You know, he he could train you how to do it though. It's like that movie, The Wrestler, you know, and you're like, man, just hang it up, you know. It's he still got it, but you know, don't wear them trunks anymore, Sam. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, I, I, I think fast talking Jimbo would be a good one to. What's that? Like one of them hot men that go with you, you know? Oh yeah. Remember the guy that ran around with the Undertaker? He had the urn and stuff, you know. He did all the talking. He'd be good for that, but uh, I don't know if he'd be able to to help me out. And then last but not least. Hugh Freeze, similar to Lane Kiffin. I think if we could cheat and get a win, that's what moves him up the list because I think he's going to be thinking of every possible angle here, uh, even if we've got to bend a few rules. So, uh, But I I think when it comes down to it, when you're – you're on that mat. You need somebody with with some fight. So I'm taking Kirby. You're taking Lee. Is that right? Yes, sir. And we'd come out on top. I I know that. But – but to your point, I think you chose wisely, Shane, because like I said, I I did a little cheat and I did like a, who would be the top tandem in the SEC, if it were. Yeah. Kirby topped my list because he's tenacious. Everything you yeah. said, he's athletic, he's tough, he's driven to win. I think he wants it more than anybody. And that, that goes the extra mile in a battle like this. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, Shane, because I, w- I wanted to be a little different with his you know, tag team. That's the key to tag team, Shane. You don't want two guys that are identical. You you need yeah. you need to mix and mash. They have to right. You know they have one does one thing well, the one does the other. The other one, Shane, you're not going to believe this. Who's I'm that? going Hugh Freeze because just what you said, <laughs> man. He's the most likely to cheat. He's he's squirmy. He, you know he'll find a way. I think him and Kirby. That's an unstoppable tag team duo. That'd be tough. That'd be a tough one. A, a, a fun matchup, too. Similar. Have Lane on one side, mm-hmm. have Hugh on the other. Mm-hmm. Have somebody like Arnett on one side, Ooh. Beamer or Billy, somebody athletic on the other side. I mm-hmm. think that would also mm-hmm. be a, a, a good fight. Man, I keep looking. 
everybody probably if you're watching the video i'm looking at three different things i got a light here I've got a camera here we're doing this thing and then i got my mic i keep looking at to the left so sometimes i find myself not even looking at the right spot and i apologize if you're like we're just happy thing? if you what show is... up you know what i mean yeah, i guess you're right you hey drink beer talk wrestling yeah i, I think we I, this show really has come off the rails hasn't it you know <laughs> Well, that's how you know we're at the dead of the offseason, Shane. I think that's a perfect place to cut this one. But like I said, with the spring meetings, there's going to be news dropping plenty the next couple of days. So I cannot wait for that. And uh, I'm gearing up, Shane, for our fall camp previews. We're going to have to get to that because uh, we've got to hit every team before SEC media days, which is just right around the corner. So, uh, hey, we may be a far away from the season, but the content is not slowing down over here. You know what? Absolutely. No, no. Keep keep an eye on this. The, the Twitter feeds, the YouTube channels, uh, just the podcast alone, because when the news, news comes out of Destin, that's what happens. It usually snowballs into bigger questions on media days. So this is where we're getting the nuggets right now. So I'm 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 dialed in, Mike. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for another cold beer. I hope everybody enjoyed their the long weekend. And uh, again, servicemen, service women, really appreciate you and uh, thank you. Thank you for everything y'all have done. Absolutely. And well continue said, to Shane. Do. Well said Shane. Well that's gonna do it for this episode of the show. I appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to hang out with us. Appreciate you, Shane. We'll keep, we'll see you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. <laughs>